Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, today's sermon is brought to you by Pastor Jonathan Eilert. He preached an inspiring message on our Commitment Sunday. So today's themes are stewardship and generosity. It was a very important sermon as he was setting the stage as we collectively made our commitments towards the next year of ministry together. I hope you enjoy today's message and without further ado, here's Pastor Jonathan. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. We've come to our fourth and final week of the One Campaign as we go from six years of two simultaneous stewardship campaigns to one campaign for our overall stewardship as a congregation. And even more importantly, our One Campaign celebrates the unity that we have in mission together as the one body of Christ. One body, one faith, one mission in this one life that we live together. This theme of unity in our mission is a theme that we intend to carry throughout the entire year of ministry. You'll find it in our next Connections magazine. It will be the inspiration for our Lenten journey this year. We feel that in an age marked by division and differences in our culture, we are called to proclaim an alternative narrative in the gospel. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was an act of reconciliation, and his resurrection unleashed God's restoration of a broken and divided world through the unifying power of his love that makes us one with each other in the body of Christ. One body, one faith, one mission. What does this look like when it comes to our shared stewardship of the resources that support the ministry of this congregation. Well, at its best, it looks like everyone coming together to make sacrificial gifts to support our work together. As some of you know, my nephew was recently ordained and began serving in his first congregation in a small town in northern Indiana. It's a small congregation, but a healthy congregation and a healthy community, and he has one particularly troubling issue, however, hanging over his head. His top giving family is contemplating a move for retirement and therefore an instant in an instant a quarter of his congregational income <clears throat> could possibly be walking out the door soon well this of course has him concerned so i tried to cheer him up and to give him a bit of coaching i told him to do some math and to get ready to challenge his entire congregation I encouraged him to find the median income for his community and to figure out what a biblical tithe of 10% of that income would be for that congregation. And then divide that in half, just average 5% of that median income from all of your families, and I bet I said that it will exceed the annual income that you currently receive as a congregation. Well, the resources are there in that congregation to support the ministry. It's not a resource issue. It's a stewardship challenge. And the reality is that the biblical axiom is true. Where your treasure is, 
there your heart will be too. When we commit our financial resources to a mission, we become more engaged in that mission with our other resources as well, our time and our talents. So yes, I said, it's very troubling to see those financial resources leaving your congregation, but in the end, it might be the best thing that ever happens to your congregation. Twenty years from now, you may very well look back on this moment as a turning point in the mission of that congregation. It was that moment where you came together to rededicate yourselves to supporting the mission of that congregation and joining together being the hands and feet of Jesus in your community. So I gave him that advice, but at the same time I was on the verge of my own trepidation. Instead of $40,000 in pledges coming to an end, we're looking at $250,000 in annual pledges coming to an end from our 2020 campaign. So I decided to take my own advice. As I said earlier, the biblical ideal that's long been held up as a model for all of us in thinking about our stewardship is that 10% tithe of our annual income. So if we use that gauge with our median income for our community here and the number of families in our congregation, then our annual budget by that measure could be $3.7 million dollars. If we divide that in half and use 5% of our median income for our average giving to the congregation, well then we would receive $1.85 million towards our $1.2 million goal that we have for our stewardship campaign this year. We have no shortage of resources in our congregation. We have a stewardship challenge. We have a very achievable goal then of $1.2 million in giving for this year but it will take us all coming together, giving together as the one body of Christ to make that goal a reality. We need every member of the body to be engaged. I'm certain that all of us can relate to the childhood experience of sitting too long with our legs crossed on the floor. What happens if you don't move your legs? One of them falls asleep. And if you would continue that to the extreme and not allow the blood to circulate to your leg, eventually the tissue would even begin to die. The body requires movement and activity to stay vital. And if one part isn't functioning, well then the whole body suffers. And every part matters. It's part of what Jesus is getting at in our gospel lesson for today. James and John want to be the most important parts of the body, more important than everybody else, but Jesus isn't buying it. It takes everyone together with a servant heart, working together as one body. Paul describes it this way in his first letter to the Corinthians. Listen to this colorful translation from the message version of Scripture. Paul writes, but I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how significant you are, it's only because of what you are a part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body, but a monster. What we have is one body with many parts, each its proper size and in its proper place. No part is important on its own. Can you imagine eye telling hand, get lost, I don't need you, or head telling foot, you're fired, your job's been phased out. 
As a matter of fact, in practice, it works the other way. The lower the part, the more basic and therefore necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. When it's part of your own body you are concerned with, it makes no difference whether the part is visible or clothed, higher or lower. You give it dignity and honor just as it is without comparisons. If anything, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher. If you had to choose, wouldn't you prefer good digestion to full-bodied hair? The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church, he says. Every part, dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. Every part together. That's why we have two goals for this year. We certainly want to reach our monetary goal for this campaign, but we also want to reach another goal. We want to increase the number of families that make a pledge to support our ministry this year. This past year, about half of our families, 200, made a pledge or gave a consistent gift through our automated giving program. But all of us supporting our mission together is our goal. We have these two tubes that you see there by the font, and so one of the things we ask you to do today is if you make a pledge and put it in the, the basket that you also take one of those balls and place it in the tube on the left there. It's a sign of our coming together in mission, and we're going to watch that grow out in the gathering space throughout the rest of this, uh, through the end of the year this year. We want to increase the number of families that make a pledge because we know how important it is that we do this work together. I certainly hope that we have more families making a financial commitment to our mission this year. I pray that those already giving will challenge themselves to increase their giving or transfer their 2020 giving to the regular operating fund. Putting all of this together, I pray that by increasing our financial commitment to our shared mission, it will enable us to, con to increase our support to our ministry partners across the country and around the world. But I also pray that this increase is just the start of something for us here at Prince of Peace. Like Jody in our video for today, I pray that in 20 years from now we'll look back on this day, on this campaign, on this moment as a critical time where we got more invested as a community in the mission to which we are called by Jesus. I pray that it's a moment when as a congregation the needle moves and we begin in each of our lives to focus a little more on living out the love of Jesus in the world. I pray that all of us together get more intentional about supporting and encouraging each other to follow the example of Jesus in lives of service. We live in a culture where we can easily get sucked into a me-centered existence that eventually leaves us numb and lifeless. But like James and John and their self-centeredness, Jesus never gives up on us either. Jesus keeps calling us coaxing us to turn in a new direction of loving service for the world. So we pray that this is a day when our hands, our feet, our finances, our whole lives come together 
into greater alignment with the mission of Jesus. In the calling of our lives of discipleship, we bear witness to the one who came not to be served, but to serve and to do this in all that we say and we do. God bless us in the commitments we make this day as a congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.